0: This is EdTech Now, a short podcast about education technology and how it's used in the classroom. EdTech Now is sponsored by StackUp, a Chrome browser extension that tracks reading online for teachers and students and delivers metrics to administrators. Here's our host, Noah Geisel, Education Director at StackUp. Hey, Noah.
1: Hey, Lee. Great to be with you today. Our guest today is Casey Bell. Casey is an award winning digital learning consultant, national speaker, and blogger with a passion for technology and learning. Her blog is shakeuplearning.com. Casey is a Google certified innovator, Google certified trainer, and Amazon education thought leader, um, not to mention one of my EDU heroes. Casey, thanks so much for being here and welcome to the podcast. Hey, y'all. Thanks
0: for having me. It's great to be here and always an honor to be invited to talk about education and what's going on in the world of ed tech.
1: Yeah, and that's actually exactly where I wanted to start out is with you (laughs) sharing what's going on. Because, you know, whether it's watching your shows or, or listening to your podcasts or your Twitter feed on social media, you are such a prolific share of resources. And yet I'm guessing that even with the amount of sharing you do, you probably heavily filter the information for your followers. And so I'm wondering what are the questions you ask yourself when vetting those resources before sharing?
0: It's hard to know what's, you know, what's really worthwhile and I think it just takes time honestly and a lot of research and I really only set up things to auto share From my very trusted sources, you know, like um, Ed Surge and from the Google for Education blog and things like that. And the bloggers that i follow and trust and the ones that i know are not going to go off on some sort of rant that i don't agree with so um you know like vicky davis and alice keeler and matt miller of course and you know so so those are the ones that i i feel like i can always trust their content and then i go through and i use tools like nuzzle or you know just going through my twitter feed and tweet deck or on twitter and just trying to filter hey what what's what's a really good thing to share you know what what's going to help teachers. That really is always my my bottom line is student learning and trying to help teachers do a really tough job. It is hard to be a teacher. So if I find something that I think is going to be useful to teachers, that's what I want to share. So I am a firm believer that I'm a teacher 24-7. And so even though I have this, you know, this platform with um, a following, I try to resist the urge to use that for other things. I try to remain true to using it for professional reasons. And, you know, I think that we are models as teachers, whether we, we realize that or not 24 seven, it doesn't matter what we do. And so I think that we're held to a higher standard. And so I try to keep that in mind, even though sometimes, you know, with the things that are going on in the world, it can be easy to, to get sucked into some conversations and arguments and things like that. So I just, I just try to remember to stay positive and whatever it is that I do.
1: I love that so much. It almost sounds like, you know, in addition to curating resources, you're also sort of self curating your own sort of personality and, and brand image. And, you know, it sounds like staying positive is one of your rules for the road. Or are there any other rules that you can offer to, to teachers to, for themselves as well as for their students when they're, you know, vetting and curating both resources and their own images?
0: remaining positive, you never know when a student or a parent or another teacher is going to see something that you posted. And, you know, maybe it wasn't necessarily wrong, but, you know, we all hear the stories of of teachers and students who get into trouble with some of the things that they've shared online and whether that falls under, you know, sharing your political beliefs or things like that. So for me, that's something I try to just stay out of with my, my professional account in that I I just want to use it for what is true to my brand and that is, is education and supporting educators. And so I, I don't want to, um, offend anybody. I just want to stay positive and and use that as a a model for students to understand that, you know, that we can't take these things back, (laughs) you know, that what we post online is public and permanent and sort of remembering that. And I think as teachers, we have to, we have to model that. And we're, like I said earlier, sort of held to a higher standard than the rest of the world.
1: Just as we caution educators to be careful of the trap of doing technology for technology's own sake, do you ever encounter moments of seeing others or even having to catch yourself from going Google for Google's sake?
0: I wouldn't say that so much just on using Google for Google's sake. In fact, I don't know how to operate without G Suite. Personally, I I mean, I I have probably several tabs open right now that make um, my world go round (laughs) when it comes to using G Suite. But just like anything else, it is a digital tool. And when it comes to using it in the classroom, I think that's a different question. And it's not always the best choice for whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. And so I always tell teachers to vet their tools like they're shopping on Amazon, you know, read the reviews, talk to other teachers. It has become very tried and true, so to speak. And I think that it is so widespread and it's become sort of this no-brainer. It's free. Um, you've got unlimited resources. So so schools are going Google. But in terms of selecting that tool, we still have to keep in mind what it is that we're trying to accomplish in the classroom.
1: That is such great advice for For anybody who's listening out there, going back to your resources that you share, the resource page on your site uh, of shakeuplearning.com for anybody keeping track is really just so generous. And there's just so much there for educators and for other educators who are, you know, looking at marketing themselves as brands. Now, like you said, you know, we have our side hustles, our, our own efforts in this gig economy. You know, what can you share as far as how you find that giving away great resources enhances your brand and reach?
0: Of course, it does. It, it definitely in, enhances things, and you know that—that's at the heart of where Shakeup Learning started, was with the blog and sharing free resources. But this this whole idea of branding yourself, and especially in education, I don't know if you've been reading the articles that have been um, hitting the newsstands the past couple weeks in the New York Times and things like that. But sort of getting a bad rep right now in terms of uh, maybe some ethical issues and things like that. And I think we have to keep in mind that it's not just education that's sort of getting this, this whole personal branding thing. That's everybody. In fact, you know, from the time a child is born now (laughs) or even maybe before when mom is pregnant, they could have their own Instagram account and start branding and trying to um, sell baby clothes on their Instagram account and they become these brand ambassadors. And so that is shifting now into the, the ed tech world. And we have a lot of different um, programs that seem to be popping up, and so I think that again comes back to reflecting what it is that you're trying to accomplish. What is your mission? What is your goal? You know, and and I don't personally share anything that I am not using, or I don't support, or don't think has a lot to offer in the classroom, especially if it's something that's paid.
1: More and more folks are starting up their own education podcasts. And as someone who has now put out over two dozen episodes of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast with your co-host, Matt Miller... I'm wondering, do you have any advice or lessons learned that you can share with our listeners who may be considering starting up their own podcast?
0: You know, I think a lot of the lessons uh, that we're learning through the podcast have mirrored a lot of the lessons that I learned when I started blogging as well. You know, at first I was very worried about every little mistake and everything had to be absolutely perfect and you know I would just uh, would worry about everything and now um, with the podcast we were very much the same way in the beginning you know oh oh I don't like the way I said that we've got to re-record that and you know and uh, I don't I don't know if you know Chris Nessie is our producer and so Chris gets the luxury of taking out all of our little mishaps and, and flubs. And, um, for some reason I tend to win, um, that contest against Matt. So, um, (laughs) Chris puts together, he did this without even asking us, but he started putting outtakes at the end of our podcast. And, um, what we discovered was that people liked it. You know, it's that, it's that same thing oh, you're real, you're a real person. Um, You do the same things that everybody else does. And you sound just like me. We're all teachers, you know, we're all connecting, we're all learning, and we're all falling on our faces sometimes, but we can do it together. And I think just, you know, just kind of being an honest, authentic person is part of what makes podcasting interesting. You know, I think that when you, you know, I know a lot of the people that I listen to on podcasts, I feel like I know them. Like, you know, and and you yes. kind of get that way when you follow bloggers or people on Twitter, you're like, you feel like you know them personally because they share so much. And um, I don't share a lot of personal stuff in other places. I, 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 I keep it pretty close to the chest. I don't post on Facebook or Twitter or things like that. I keep it very much on the professional level. And I don't mean that there's anything wrong with it. That's just my personality. And so I feel like the podcast has sort of opened that up a little bit so that people can kind of see um, who I am. And, 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 you know, we just sort of, wandered into some of our our habits, like we say, super excited all the time. And it turned into a hashtag that everybody was laughing at us because we couldn't stop saying how super excited we were about different things on the podcast. But you just go with it. And I think that's the thing. um, As we're recording season two now, it's just that, oh, well, you know what? Last last season, we would have re recorded that. Eh, It's okay now. (laughs) So we're not quite as hard on ourselves through the process.
1: Awesome. And and for anybody who wants to check out uh, Chris Nessie, he is at Mr. Nessie on the Twitter and he has his own awesome podcast called The House of Ed Tech. And, you know, as a parting question, let's go back to that hashtag super excited because something (laughs) we're doing on season two of uh, Ed Tech now is we're asking everybody as we wrap up each episode, you know, what's something about which you're really excited right now that we should have asked you about?
0: Well, you know, I am super excited about season two of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, for one. Uh, But I'm also really excited about some of the the projects that I'm working on. I get to collaborate with Matt a lot, and, and Matt and I are very good friends. But, you know, I think the the promises that we've seen over the last couple of years of where technology is going are starting to really come to fruition. And, you know, with, with things like um, virtual reality and Google expeditions, and we're just sort of on the cusp of so many amazing tools that we can put in the hands of students. And I think we're finally starting to see the shift, the shift of getting everything back into the student's hands of focusing on the student creation side of things. and so you know i i I don't have one specific thing that I'm excited about, but I'm excited to see what the school year is going to bring because I think um we've we've had a lot of obstacles in our way already here in Texas, and I think that the outpouring of of teachers helping teachers has just sort of blown me away so i'm just I'm just really excited to see where all of these things take us into twenty eighteen
1: well, wow, that is just uh Really just contagious energy there, Casey. I'm hashtag super excited as well. And I cannot thank you enough for being on the podcast today. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. I It was truly an honor to talk to you guys.
0: This has been the EdTechNow podcast sponsored by StackUp, the only tool that unlocks the learning benefits of the entire web while providing the accountability educators need to measure progress and engagement. With StackUp, you can measure and report online reading and learning for your entire district in less than two minutes. Go to stackup.net. I'm Lee Schneider. Thanks for listening.